Hello and welcome to Advancing Resiliency in Education with Jen and Jen. My name is Jennifer Baker and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and my co-host is Jennifer Johnson, licensed clinical social worker. We invite you to listen in as we respond to real questions on current mental health topics from educators. Our hope is that the ideas, stories, and experiences shared on this podcast will help you build resiliency and well-being in your own lives. So Jen, one of the questions that's been coming in a lot lately is, I don't have COVID and I haven't lost anyone close to COVID. Why do I feel so stressed and exhausted about it? And one of the things that you and I have been talking about a lot lately is Deb Dana, a licensed clinical social worker who's done a lot of research on the polyvagal theory and how to utilize that in her clinical work. Yes, definitely. And, you know, along with her work, she reminds us that what's happening right now with COVID is uh, an experience of collective grief. Um, She goes in and tries to remind us that there are these three C's, right? There's the three C's that the human species requires. It requires in order to keep our nervous system balanced and our nervous system healthy. Our nervous system is always looking for context, choice, and connection. That's just how we're built as a species. And so what she has been talking about lately is how COVID is actually attacking our sense of context, our sense of choice, and our, and our ability to connect. And that results in us having collective grief. And so uh, today might be nice really to talk about those three C's um, and how it's related to collective grief. Yeah, that would be really interesting. So can you start us out and talk more about kind of context? Okay. So in order for us to navigate uh, the world safely and healthily, um, we want to have a balanced nervous system. And one of the things that helps, you know, balance our nervous system, it's a human need of ours, is to put things into context. So as human beings, you know, we want to know what's going on. Uh, We want to know what's happening from A to Z. We want to know what plans should I make? What plans should I not make? We are always wanting to know what will be the outcome of this particular situation. We like to put things in context and right now covid is robbing us of that Um, covid is not letting us make plans Um, we can't put things into context because there's so much about this virus that we don't know there's so much about how it how it uh, affects different people how sometimes individuals are able to heal and recover from it or so it appears and other people aren't able to recover and heal from it there is also this experience jen where we're not sure when it's going to end so it's almost not an a to z experience right now it leaves us with a feeling of unendingness as if there is not an end in sight and so that is the opposite of context we are not able to put things into context we're definitely not able to put covid and its ravaging effects in context right now Um, Have you had that experience? Yeah, that's what I've been seeing a lot lately, too, is that people are like, oh, the new normal, the new normal, the new normal, the new normal. What's the new normal? So a lot of uncertainty. Definitely, definitely. And so just because COVID is here, it doesn't make this C go away. Mm -hmm. The context is still very much needed. Our, 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 Our bodies are needing that. Our nervous systems are looking for context. And so what we have to do is, is we have to 
when things are calm, you know, it might be a good day for you on Monday. You need to... I don't know. Mondays are not always good days for me, Jen. True. This is a good point. This is a Especially good point. Uh, the Monday that we just had with uh, all the kids trying to go back to school and teachers and everybody with uh, technical difficulties. So that was a little bit of a rough Monday, but... Um, we can maybe tr- maybe choose a, a Saturdays are always good days. So if it's so let's say it's a Saturday, Jen. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I, I I agree. Let's go with a Saturday. So during that calm moment, I want to be able to put the situation in context. And so, for instance, for me, that involves me reminding myself of the facts as they, I know them. So I remind myself of the facts. There is indeed a virus that we don't know much about. Period. That's a fact. Um, I need to remind myself of other facts, that many professionals are working to secure treatment for COVID, that there are labs all over the world in different countries Mm. working on vaccines, working on treatment, working on how to address this virus. I need to remind myself of those facts so I can put it into context as much as possible. Um, Do I know when it will end? No. Do I know... Um, how things are going to play out, no. But to put things in context, I need to remind myself of what I do know. And what I do know is that many professionals are working to secure treatment as well as vaccines. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that maybe we can do that to limit, you know, context and kind of knowing these things? But I see a lot of people watching a lot of television, almost incessantly kind of on TV or on social media, trying to get information. You know, all of the health organizations are really cautioning us for watching too much. (laughs) Don't watch too much news. Don't watch too much social media. Do not become, don't drown yourself in all of this information because that doesn't allow you to put things in context. Um, So you really want to limit yourself. So for instance, for me, I only limit myself to about 20 minutes of information from the media. Um, information from the news. I limit myself to 20 minutes um, and that allows me to hold on to some of the information that I have but again once again putting it into context and Mm -hmm. context is about facts and the facts are um, this is a virus Uh, we are studying it we are learning more about it every day there are labs all over the world in different countries working on things I immediately need to put that into context that's what I know and then I can put some of my actions into context as well. What are the things that I can practice? I can practice wearing a mask. I can practice ensuring some sense of safety. Um, I can keep my distance. I can only watch 20 minutes of media. So this is really about context, Um, putting it into context, not overloading and not drowning ourselves. Hmm. All right, so what about choice? So we, we have this collective grief that you're talking about. What is the choice part that Deb Danitz talks about? Well, as a human species and to get our nervous system balanced out, um, uh, we often go out and identify all the things that we have control and power over in the world. You know, it's about choices. And right now, COVID is restricting that. COVID is limiting that. It's creating a lot of restrictions around choice, right? The choice to go out, the choice to visit with friends, the choice to visit with families, to gather and to be near people. COVID is even sometimes restricting our ability to get supplies, um, our ability to uh, breathe freely without a mask. So what we know is that COVID is limiting and restricting our 
choices, the choices that we had prior to COVID. So really our goal is to move in for it, move in and identify what we do have choice over. And it is different during COVID. We have choice over different things, but what you want to do in order to calm down your nervous system is you want to remind yourself of all the things that you have choice in. So for instance, Jen, me coming here today, because I'd practice these things, me driving here today, I said out loud to myself in the car, you have choice to drive the back roads here or to take the highway 99 here. You have choice. What, what way do you want to go? And what that does is that reminds my nervous system that I do have choice because remember that's the need and the reason why we're all so stressed and exhausted is because COVID is restricting our choice. So it is our responsibility to identify what we have choice over. What are some of the things that you can ask yourself on a daily basis what you have choice over, Jen? Yeah, I was just kind of thinking um, planning a meal. You know, sometimes having that choice of, okay, am I going to have lasagna for dinner or am I going to make spaghetti for dinner? And it goes back to a little bit of what we were talking about in episode one, really kind of focusing on the moment, you know, kind of being present and bringing it back to that, right? Most definitely. You know, um, Dr. Russ Harris from our prior um, podcast, you know, identified the ability to focus and then also the ability to fully engage in whatever it is that you're doing. Those actionable, doable steps relate all the way back to choice. And remember, when we can identify what we have power over, what we can choose, it helps settle our nervous system. Hmm. And that's, what, that's where we want to be. Um, really immerse yourself in what choices that you're making. So the, the last C is connection. Mm-hmm. So how can we kind of work on that piece? So this is really the hardest one, isn't it, Jen? Um, <laughs> our ability to connect with each other is being restricted. Um, We're not able to uh, go out and gather and throw large parties and events and barbecues and and whatnot. And and for many of us, that's how we connected. And by the way, connection, it's it's a biological need to be connected to other nervous systems. Our nervous system desires to be connected to other nervous systems in lots of different ways. Sometimes just being in the presence of another person or being in the presence in a group. Sometimes it's a romantic connection. Sometimes it's um, friend connection, collegial connection. But, but biologically, our nervous systems are built and desiring to be connected to other nervous systems. And that is the C of connection. And right now, COVID is interrupting yeah. that biological need. Yeah. And for many of us, it's throwing quite a wrench in the machine. Is that how you say that? A wrench into the machine? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so what we're having to do now is become creative with connection. Mm -hmm. We've got to become creative because just because COVID is here doesn't mean that our nervous system desires of these three C's are going to go away. They are still there. We just have to become creative. So with connection, it really requires a lot of creativity. Um, how we can connect to self and others. Um, what are some ways that you've been able to um, feed this biological need of connection healthily? Mm-hmm. You know, when when we kind of went through the shutdown and we 
were told that we really shouldn't have any contact with anybody from the outside. You know, it was it was a pretty scary experience. And I watched as my friends and other individuals started to come up with some really creative ways to connect with one another. They would do FaceTime parties or do a house party. They would connect in ways, um, you know, using media more. And that's what I've seen a lot, media and how to utilize just all these different apps and ways to, you know, Zoom. Now everybody is, you know, they've now I know how to use Zoom, Jen. I, I use Zoom very well now. So um, those are just some ways to kind of stay connected. Oh, oh and the other thing that I did was uh, had my son write letters. So we wrote letters to family members. It's something that, you know, in the old days we used to do all the time, right? But a snail mail letter uh, and just getting them, they call us back. And it was really sweet to have those connections. Those are great creative uh, ways to, to foster that, that need for connection and that desire for connection. I love the letter writing. That, that's, that's amazing. And it'll be so nourishing when he, your son, receives a letter back. And he did. Oh. That, that, that actually happened. His cousins wrote him back and they sent pictures. And, you know, while having him do it at first, a 16-year-old is not so, you know, like, what, I got to write a letter to family? But when he got him back, the smile on his face, you could tell he was really pleased with that. Fantastic. So that smile on the face is a, a wonderful example of him feeding his nervous system its desire to be connected. And so the smile is simply uh, an example of that. So that's fantastic. If we could talk um, about the Zoom and the FaceTime parties just really quickly. You know, a lot of people sometimes struggle with that. You know, they're getting onto Zoom and, and, and what we're learning is that they're getting onto Zoom and they're talking just about COVID. So remember, connection isn't always talking about um, the awful thing that's happening right now. Connection is bringing you and that other person into another topic of conversation. And so something that's been really healthy um, and suggested out there is pick a, pick a show and everybody agrees to watch the show. So for instance, I have a group of friends um, when we were watching Sweet Magnolias. Now it is a <laughs> cheesy show, not the movie, but the show. It's, <laughs> it's a cheesy romantic comedy. Um, and so we all agree to watch the show. Then we make a Zoom appointment. We make a Zoom meeting and we all get on and the talk is going to be about Sweet Magnolias. You know, we're talking about a character that we like or a situation that rolled out. And so what we have is that Zoom meeting where we have a good 30 minute talking about something other than COVID, talking about something other than uh, what brings us stress. And so that's what I would urge people to do. What, what is happening with teens is many times they're gonna watch a movie. They'll choose a movie, not necessarily a show, they'll choose a movie, and then get your teen to go onto Zoom. And the conversation is to be about the movie. What did they like about the plot? What did they not like about the plot? What character did they like? Whatever it may be. So the point with using the Zoom is honestly connecting about something other than COVID. So Jen, how can teachers kind of use this? How do you think they could utilize the three C's maybe with their students? Definitely. So when we want to connect, when we want to connect with a student, especially through the screen, it would be about soliciting what does that student want to share with you? So for instance, giving um, a list for them to pick from, right? And a list for them to pick from might be um, who wants to take the next five minutes and tell us about their pet, 
you can share and tell us all about your, your pet. Who wants to take the next five minutes and share with us uh, what's, what's a show that you've enjoyed watching over the last week? Who wants to share with us? Have any of you gotten your scores up on any video games that you're playing? Who wants to share with us how great you feel that you know, you've actually maxed out the score on this particular video game? So connection can be facilitated with children when you allow them to talk about something that they almost want to brag about that would not typically do that on their own. Yeah. And so you as a teacher are kind of opening the door for that. Um, and again, it would have to be limited because you can imagine how your Zoom <laughs> classroom would go if you had you know, 20 kids all telling you about how great they're doing on a video game. So it, you have to, of course, limit it. Um, but you want them to be wildly diverse because there are some children that are not doing a lot of new activities or exploring a lot of things. This COVID experience is not um, the most exciting or adventuresome for them. So we, want, we also want some simple opportunities. And so that might look as simple as this. Can someone tell me what their favorite color is and tell me why? I wanna know three reasons why seafoam green is your favorite color. Um, or can someone tell me why they choose never ever to have pineapple on their pizza. They're so anti-pineapple on their pizza. <laughs> yeah, I don't like pineapple on my pizza for sure. So as a student, I could ask you to tell me a little bit about that mm -hmm. and then tell me what you do like on your pizza. Mm -hmm. Now what is happening is you're being able to connect with me on, on a level that you're okay with, that you feel safe and secure with. Right. Um, so that's how I would do it that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I'm kind of hearing you say, Jen, then, is that these are a lot of things that I know teachers are doing already, right? They've been doing this for years in their classroom. They know kind of how to do this. So what you're saying is you're giving permission. Go ahead and you can still do these things on Zoom. Get creative. Remember that you're doing things to put things in context, giving them choice, and bridging connection with them. Most definitely, most definitely. Those three C's are still desired by the body. We gotta get creative. If I could throw this out one last minute, I, my creativity around connection, Jen, I now drive with lawn chairs in the back of my car. I have lawn chairs so that if I have a meeting, I'm gonna to try to talk someone into having that meeting, you know, outside under a big shade tree, six feet apart. So I actually travel with my lawn chairs and that's how I'm being creative with connection. Another way that I'm being creative with connection is that I'm doing more outdoor activities. You know, it's hiking, and, and when you're hiking, you're not looking at each other, you're looking forward, and you're having that distance between each of you. And so that's how I'm becoming creative with the sense of connection. Um, but the three C's don't go away because COVID is here. We all have to be creative to figure out, how do I put things in context? By reminding yourself of the facts. How do I achieve choice? by really talking to yourself about everything you're choosing. Are you choosing hot tea or hot coffee in the morning? And then connection. How are you meeting that biological need to be with other nervous systems? Be creative. It could be through Zoom. It could be through lawn chairs with six feet apart. Um, how are you doing the three C's? And, and admitting that COVID attacking these three C's is why we're all experiencing collective grief. It goes all the way back to the original question. I feel exhausted and stressed. That's yeah. collective grief. And you're not alone. Yeah. We're all in it together. Ah, thanks for normalizing that for everybody that's listening. Thank you so much for listening. Support shared during today's episode is for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Jenna and I wish you well and look forward to you joining us on the next episode of Advancing Resiliency in Education.